It's life on life's terms. Go. Go time. What's up, everybody? Uh, the Life on Life's Terms podcast, and I'm Tom Robinson. And like I always say, we're not affiliated with any 12-step program, although we do enjoy them. I'm Chris Mandeville. I am a recovering heroin addict. Um, we are here at a New Way Recovery <laughs> Center. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Tom yeah. forgets me, that every week. Me too. I'm a recovering um, heroin addict as well. We're at a New Way Recovery Center in... Uh, Quincy Mass on Quincy Ave. If you are uh, in the area, you're looking for resources, this is definitely a good place to come and, and check that out. Um, they have lots of meetings here during the day as well. Um, hey, Sarah. Uh, sh- she's going to be our guest next week. Nice. Um, so, yes, lolterms.com. Um, like, subscribe. Uh, yeah, please share this podcast. Yes, please share on, this podcast uh, now if you can. That would be great. We'd really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, tonight we have uh, a friend of mine. Uh, his name's Mitch Conley, and he's here to share his experience, strength, and hope with us. And Thanks for coming, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. no problem, no problem. Uh, I'd like to tell you a couple things. Oh, yeah, and uh, one thing. Congrats to Tom. Tom has 14 years today. Big <laughs> shout out. Thank you. Um, yes. Fuck what you heard. I love PT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, yeah, I wanted to say a couple things. Like, um, congratulations to my cousin, Ethan. He had a baby boy today. Oh, he's, congrats, uh, Ethan. He's got, I think he just got 10 years himself. Really? Yeah. Wow. He was like a baby-faced Nelson when I <laughs> when I met him. And then I just seen him not too long ago, and he looks exactly the same. Yeah, he's, yeah. Youngster. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and his mother's birthday today. Happy birthday, Ethan's mom. So, uh, big day. Good, a lot of good things. Um, and it, it's just like, it, it always makes me think, like, anniversaries and stuff. Life is just short. Life is short. Yeah. Life is sweet. Um, time just goes by so fast. And uh, I have to say that the fastest I've ever lost time in my life was the... Um, was the 10 years that I shot heroin. Oh, yeah, active addiction. It was Flies. Like, it's like I blinked. I was just like chasing a high, and I blinked, and I was in my 30s. Yeah. It's like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah. You know? But uh, it's been a lot a lot better um, since. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> since then. So. All right. So let's go, Mitch. Let's go. Let her rip. Um, Ready, go. Ready. I feel like we should make like a rap video. Right now. You know I'm mean? on a boat. You know what I mean? I'm on a boat. I've never been in front of the camera like this before. Oh, we could do a podcast um, in a boat. Yeah. Be, yeah. Boats and hoes. Um, <laughs> I'm Mitch Conley, drug addict, alcoholic. Um, thank you guys for having me. Yes. Um, I know. It took a while. It did. I, I had asked you uh, a while ago. Life gets busy. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Life, life changes. Gets really busy. Yeah. Um. No, grateful to be on here with you guys. You know what I mean. I, uh, it's it's been a long journey to get to this point where I'm at. Yes, you know what I mean. Just I watched. To, I watched a lot of it. You did. You did. <laughs> that Rockland young people bathroom. Yes, we became very good friends for a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was there was a point in time where 
the pastor said you need to go in the bathroom at the end of the meeting and check for whatever. whatever. Yeah, because I see. I there was it. all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, but I, I didn't I've been there myself. Meetings. Right, yeah. right. You sh- I, I kept showing up. To show up to meetings. And I don't know if I can do that, bro. Honestly, like uh, if I'm if I'm using, I think that's going to be the last place I want to be. But yeah, but I, you, also I don't have that experience. Right. Like I've, I've, I'm I'm here since I got here. Right. Thank God. Thank See, God. For me, it was like I wanted to be sober so bad. Yeah. But I literally, I tried so many different avenues, so many different ways. Yep. I tried the meetings. I tried the halfway houses. I tried the jails. I Did tried you used this. to get jealous of the cake? I used I used to get jealous of people at the end of the meeting that would say, and we're all going out to eat after this. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. first of all, A, what's it like to eat? And B, <laughs> I know. B, how do you have money to go out to eat? Because mm, yeah, because yeah, I'm living off fudge rounds right? and nutty bars. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. my food's in the center console in my car right now. Yeah. I'm not going right. to be eating for a couple weeks. Yep. It's, and it's sad, but it's true. It is, yeah. 100%. And, you know, like like you said, you watched me for a while, Chris, and, and it was a long journey. I started this thing at a very young age. You know, I, I put yeah. opiates into my body at probably 16, 17 years old. Oh, yeah, you know. I can't even. What 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 chance does a, the the psyche of a sixteen year old kid have against the fucking power of the addiction? Of and, opiates? and that's why I'm I'm going to give a shout out to uh, my friend uh, John and Sarah Green over at No First Time, um, mm. where they're going into the middle schools. Mm. I tell you, so what. that like kids don't use for the first my time. My God, mm. that is such you know? important work. Yeah, so, I mean, you're talking about somebody who's probably confused about life, not very, not there, necessarily. Their son happy started about at 15, life. and he was dead by 19. Yeah, you know, my God, I mean, sad. I, I mean, I had a Percocet habit by the age of, by the time I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'll never forget the day my dad got reconstructive surgery on both his ankles and both his, uh, both his hands. And I went into the cabinet one day, just like being being a nosy sixteen year old kid. Yep, opened yeah. it up, and and there was a script, and my dad couldn't take them because he would get sick from them. Oh yes, so yeah, they regular were there. Percocets. Yeah, so yes, they were there. Yep. And, and yeah, and I remember taking them. Some people had a reaction to yeah. all the uh, Motrin or mm. acetaminophen, whatever it was. And in my it. reaction was like, yes, uh huh. <laughs> Listen, my reaction was, was uh uh-huh. for a long t- for a long time. <laughs> Above the Alumni Cafe in Quincy, there was a billboard that said, the monster is in your medicine cabinet. Yeah. And, oh, like, yeah. when when I was active, dude, I was, I was a painter, so I'm going in people's houses, and, mm. like, I'd be in the medicine cabinet, like, oh, man. And, like, <laughs> I got some years now, and I still do that just to see how fucked up people are. <laughs> it's like, oh, yep, they got anxiety, they got depression, uh, you You're know like, what I mean? Stay away from them, yes. make sure I get paid, and yes. I'll talk to you Ex- later. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was working with a guy one time, and we were in someone's house, and we were talking about money or whatever, and she's got this fat Figaro gold chain on the island, mm-hmm. and he was like, ma'am, you shouldn't leave that around. And I'm like, motherfucker, like, what are you saying about the guys that you work with? Like, <laughs> like dude, you just put us all on blast, because you know he was thinking about taking right. it. How, I mean, you how know? can you not when you're looking at a yeah. gold chain like that? Right. You well, know? I've been thinking about this a lot. And uh, I think that it that it's 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 more it's going to change. You do something like that. That's an extreme example, but if even a small example changes how you're going to think about yourself. You know what I mean? Yes, if you, absolutely. If you're not the type of person who's going to do something like that, 
you can respect yourself for being not a, not that person. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And I think it's more important to be able to respect yourself than, you know, a little come up. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, I think that's one of the only things that we have to this day now is 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 our word on what type of person we are. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? And, and, and exactly. carrying ourselves in a sense of uh, demeanor that people are going to respect because of you know what your actions portray man of dignity and honor is what i want and, and let's today. not say that always happens in recovery you right know no I, mean? oh. I fall short so many times no, so everybody many different falls areas, short. you, you know just mean? just ask the people close to you right you know what i mean because they're the ones that take the brunt of it because we're oh they know we're in recovery they understand mm. you know what i mean like that's 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 who i have trouble being you know practicing these principles in all my affairs to the people that are very close to me right you know like a sponsee or someone in a meeting or someone that needs help, like, absolutely, 100%. I'm like, you know, mm. good guy. But when, when you know, it comes to uh, the people close to me, that's when I'm, I can turn into a dickhead. And and that's yes. where you need to, that's where your actions need to portray the most. Right. You know what I mean? At like home. After how many times I can sit there and, and look at all the times I tortured my mother. And then my mother asked me to, like, shovel the driveway after I was out plowing for the last, like, 22 hours. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I, I you know, the worst thing that I do is, is I can get in the habit of using anger, you know, as, like, a defense mechanism or whatever. You know, and that's, uh, you know, that's where I fall short is, is when I get angry. Yes. I mean, anger anger's an ugly, ugly thing. Absolutely. It comes from fear. Yeah. yeah, it all comes from fear, but we're not going to tell you that. Right. No not way. At the, not at the time. No way. I'm not afraid. I'm angry. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and it comes out it comes off as anger cuz we're so damn scared. Scared of of like being uh, you know, ha- having an injustice done to us, mm. you know, not getting our due, having somebody think we're not something that we're not or whatever, you know. What people think. Yeah. Fear, 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 fear of what fear. people think. So, yeah. perks that habit at 15, 16? 15, 16 years yeah. old. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? And, <laughs> and like that started deciphering out my friends. right? Oh, yeah. Time. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah you had to there. set up a criteria for the people you hang out with. Right. It's like, and, oh, no. Nope. And now throw this in as a kicker was my, my brother brought home a state championship starting quarterback. And my father is like, that's his limelight, you know? What yes, I mean? yes. And I'm sitting there with, like, an OC habit and trying to make a name uh, for myself, yeah. trying to – and I just didn't want it. I mm. didn't want it, you know what I mean? Right. And, and I wrestled and I uh, mm. I played football and, you know what I mean, I was I was decent. I was just, like, a little menace running around. Right. But had had the, the perks or whatever not been there. Oh, I mean, it know? was – I mean, by, by my junior year – I can remember before uh, a, a, a football game, I must, you know what I mean, couple perk 30s, two, 300 milligrams of Adderall, some cocaine, I would drink a little, yeah. and I would, I would go play football. Yeah, right. And, 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 I, and, and, and like I, I, I tell kids this today, like, listen, any interest that you have in anything, when you pick up, just forget about it because right. it's going to go out the fucking window right. yeah you know you may still participate for a while but for sure it's it's gonna be gone i remember after i was in turnabout with you like when i was in turnabout with you i was i was down in the weight room all the time with, with mm. george and uh yeah i mean i was getting in good shape and then like i was like well i'm gonna stay sober even though i'm get, 
even when I relapse, I'm going to get back on the ball, and I'm still going to go to the gym. And I'm at the gym fucking nodding out on the fucking machines. And mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I've never been like, like uh, a big gym guy. You know yeah. what I mean? I've Me never, either. I, dude, the I've first tried, time I, I had a gym membership, I was in my 40s. Right. Like, I've tried, like, one <laughs> oh, significant. Oh, I didn't until I was in uh, my later 30s. or Like, yeah, something yeah. significant happens in my life. I'm getting, getting back in the gym. Oh, yeah. I'm getting back in the gym. Yep. It phases it out about three days. I'll go to the store, spend $300 on good food. I'll go to the yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Still protein. Day, I own two creatine. gym memberships. Don't use the gym at either one. Yeah. But I continue to pay for them. Right. Right. One I use for my daughter for a pool, you know what I mean? But yeah. the other one is like, I don't even understand why I have the fucking thing. But you know as soon as you cancel it, you're going to want to go. Right. I can't cancel it. I might want to go. Right. Exactly. The fear. The fear. <laughs> yeah, fear. You know I mean? Fear of not, of it not being there right. at the time, you know, when you want it. Mm. <laughs> so getting all banged up, playing football. Yeah. Um, went to my first Busta Rhymes concert. Just made captain for wrestling. Mm. and go to a Busta Rhymes concert and get banged up at the concert probably 100 yards away from my house. I get pinned with a DUI. Oh. On a, on a school night. How old? 18. Oh, 17. 17. Wow. I was huh. just about to enlist into the Marines. So, like, right from the jump, though, like, I will say, like, I set my priorities and myself low. Like, I knew that high school wasn't the thing for me. Yeah. So, I opted out at, like, a freshman year, and I was like, I'm going to join the military. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I'll finish this. I'll finish this, and I'll go into the military. D stands for diploma. I'll be good to go. Yeah. And um, (laughs) and when I got arrested for my DUI, it was... uh, they basically told me, they're like, listen, you're going to go on probation, so that would extend me. And the Marines came back, and they're like, we're not taking you. And it was an ex-Marine that arrested me. And I said, listen, I'm, like, literally enlisting in the next week or so. And he was like, no no go. Yeah. So wow. uh, You're not the type we wow. want. Yeah. Which was shocking to me because it was like, I thought that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I thought that was sociably ex- accepted. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? A Dewey at 17. <laughs> that's socially accepted. You know? Yeah. So, uh, Ain't it? Dude, I do the next best thing, and I and I go into uh, go into the army. Oh, you know what I mean. And, yeah. Oh, the army accepted you where yeah. the Marines didn't. They're, yeah. They're, they're Which the was few, shocking to me. A few in the proud, and, right? And, yeah. and I remember this like it was my so my family didn't come and see me. Right. This is this is how this is why like I truly believe you know even in my darkest of times like there is a God because. Uh, my family didn't come see me because I just did a burglary right down the street on a neighbor's house, right? Yeah. And yeah, that- <laughs> and my mother and my two brothers, they wouldn't come and see me. And my dad came and saw me when I was leaving for uh, Savannah, Georgia. And uh, it was probably 15 minutes before my flight. Now, mind you, I'm in the hotel room the whole night getting banged up. Oh, yeah. Like, I went, One down, last hurrah. I went down to boot camp. With a with a screaming habit, oh. a screaming habit, Savannah, Georgia, in in August. You know oh, nice! I mean? and, and nice. And my father comes walking out, and uh, he comes in and he, he tells me he's proud of me, and I see him. And I didn't know at the time, but that was going to be the last time I ever saw my dad. Oh, whoa! Yeah. No yeah. kidding! Wow! And like he made it a point to come and see me. Yeah. Make you sure know what I mean? Hold the mic a little bit closer. And uh, there you go. He he came and saw me, and, and and he said, "I'm proud of you, Mitch." And and hopefully you go do your thing and and, and make us proud. And uh, you know, a couple. I I finished boot camp, and I'm getting ready for advanced infantry training. And I uh, 
I get the news. I get a phone call that, that my father passed away. Mm. And I go home, and I have the good friends that I have, and they picked me up at Logan Airport with plenty with, of with plenty potty of, favors. Yeah, and I went home for six days, and I... And I was numb, and I was, and I was, you know, I was emotional. I was young. I was 18 years old. I just mm. lost like the only guy in my life, and and um, tough. That's a rough. Hit. It was. It, it it tortured me. You know what yeah. I mean. But one thing I will through this time of like getting sober and stuff is I used it as an, a complete excuse. Uh, I got a very like similar situation, not enlisting or anything, but active heroin addict my mom goes into um a rehab hospital for breathing stuff you know she was in the hospital and then they sent her over to the rehab i just got high one night she calls me on the phone i'm like ma can i talk to you tomorrow Mm. can i talk to you later little did i know it was the last time i'd ever be able to talk to my mother she ended up dying the next day um i get a phone call in the morning sick as a dog uh you might want to come up to the hospital your mother's not doing good Mm. and i get up there um, I walk into the room. The doctor like yells in her ear and says, "Diane, your son's here." She opened her eyes, looked at me for a second, and then closed them. And that was the last time she ever opened her eyes. And I sat there for hours and hours and hours watching her like guppy breathe, like a fish out of mm. water. And wow. family came in, you know, the whole nine. Everyone's in the room. She ends up passing away. The family goes out of the room to, you know, grieve or whatever. I go right in her purse and take all her pills, like, because I was sick. Right. You know, up there. I mean, that's so what we're crazy. dealing with. It. Yeah. You that's the shit I mean? that we do. Yeah. Well, I think I think that the dope sick, you know, they say it's like the flu or whatever, but the problem is it affects the mind, too. You know what I mean? You will do uh, almost anything. To you don't give a shit sick. about anybody. Yeah. Not Just, even yourself. Yeah. You don't care oh, about yeah. nothing. Nothing. It's 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 getting the next one. That's all that matters. Because because you're just desperate when you're sick. You just mm-hmm. don't want to be sick so bad. Yep. That's why I ran from the cops every single time because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be sick. Yeah. It's not not about getting in trouble. It's about I was going to be dope sick. You know. Yeah. yeah. So. But uh, but that's a that's a brutal thing at 18 years old. Yeah. So. Boy. You, you're down in Savannah. Your dad passes away. I come home. I do my thing. I go back. And I come down with orders to go to South Korea. And I'm the only one out of probably like 260-something kids. Wow. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, South Korea. And I probably, at this point in my life, I look back at it, and I made probably, if not one of the biggest mistakes of my life. They came up to me, and they said, hey, listen, we know your father just died. And we will uh, we'll, we'll ship you off to Fort Drum, New York, in the 10th Mountain Division. Which is seven hours away from Foxborough, where I grew up. So, and yeah. you can see how this played out. Every weekend, oh, every yeah. weekend coming home, every weekend doing the thing, every yep. weekend. And by the time I know it, I'm like little over a year and a half. I don't even remember. And I'm getting kicked out of the military, and I caught a case up in New York and went away for a little while. But do you think that you might have used uh, in Korea anyway? I mean, I mean, I was at that Drank point. Yeah, I mean, I look back at it, right? And and I thought like what we were supposed to do in the military was this, 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 and that. And like my mind was so different than everybody else's. It was like, let's go, mm. like let's go. Yeah. And I, and I had one friend. I, I remember I had more than one. I had this kid. He's from Georgia, and uh, 
he put me on to a whole new level of drinking. I think we had like a calendar sitting in there. And I think we were we were literally drinking. It was called Military Special. It was nine ninety nine a gallon. And we would chase it with <laughs> tap water because we had no money. And we, and, and we probably went like 100, 100 days straight. Really? And I'm talking wake up in the morning, slam back four or five shots before a five, ten-mile run. So what you're saying is... You thought that that's what everybody did yeah. in the military. And then, and that's then, what you're supposed and then to I, do. And then, like, I started looking at all the people that were actually progressing in the military. Yeah. And yeah. they weren't doing that. Right. You know right. what I yeah, mean? Yeah, of course. You and, get the kid from Foxborough all banged up. You know, <laughs> drinking military special. It tastes like gasoline. Literally uh, tastes like gasoline. And where'd you get it from? The PX? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was so bad. And we, I would sit there <laughs> with the faucet. And I'd be like, this is great. Sit there with the faucet. <laughs> uh, no food, no nothing. Yeah, you know liquid I mean? liquid diet. Oh, you know what it's like drinking five, six shots of that thing, going for like a five, ten mile run. You're like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, right. But uh, if uh, at the time it was probably great, or oh, so you thought. At the time, I loved it. Mm. You know what I mean? At the time, I, I, I was just like. I'm like, there's nothing better than this right now. You know what I mean? I'm, at the time, yeah. I, I, I didn't even understand. I didn't even know where. I, I lived in so much, like, self-delusion and, and what my life was supposed to look like and where yeah. I was supposed to be. And, and I, I was just shot from such a young age. Yeah. You know, like, drugs and alcohol came into my life, and, like, I ran with it. Yeah, they, think, they took over. They they molded everything, right. all your decision making. Yeah, right. do you and think this, they stole they stole a good chunk of your childhood. Right. And and, and that's the thing that I had to finally come and realize was was like I set my standards for my life so low. So like early. It, so early. Yeah. And that's the part that I like regret a lot around. Like I used I look at all these kids that I went to high school with and none who would care for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And all these kids are doing all these great things and this, this is and I'm finally just starting to start my life at the age of, you know, fucking twenty four whenever I got sober. Yeah. You know what I mean, and yeah, and it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Absolutely, you know, like I and, and and like I'm I'm the same way. Like I get into that stuff. I'm I wouldn't say early, because um, I don't think I did any like coke or anything like that till I was I think like 19. But I ended up, you know, going on a heroin tear and getting sober, and then, you know, I got, you know. A good chunk of years, and now all the people that I hung out with are getting into it, and they've right. like established themselves. They have right. families, they have careers, they have houses, and now they're losing everything. Yeah. I just never got anything to lose. Right. I I just couldn't get there. You know what I mean? Right. I, I like I screwed it up before I even got to it. You know, like you know, it's bad. Like uh, this is when I came to the realization. So like, if we were to fast forward through it all, right? Like, um, heroin and cocaine become my my main choice of drugs. Yeah, I, I go through up and down spirals, hundred like so many sober houses, halfway houses, the whole nine. And I remember, like, when I was finally starting to get this thing on track, tried different states getting sober. Yeah, and I, wo- different I went different states. To, yeah, I went to work on a Friday up in New Hampshire. Right. Yeah. And I was relocating back home to Foxborough for the first time. And I don't know, I didn't live in Mass for a fucking couple of years at this point. And I was able to fit everything in my car that I owned. Yeah. So I went to work on a Friday, packed my car up, moved back home, 
and then went to work on Monday with the same company. I just transferred over to the Massachusetts division. Yeah. And like that was like but, the reality. But of your entire life. life fit in a car. In a fucking Honda Accord. Yeah. Well, actually, I think it was a Saab, a red Saab thing was <laughs> sick. I had a turbo. I had a turbo. turbo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had a turbo. Um, That's crazy. It is. And I and I look back at that moment, and it was like, dude, I, I finally believe in my heart that I got sick and tired of, like, restarting. Yeah. Oh, yeah? That was that was one of your pain points? Yeah, I was, I was like, dude, I can't keep doing this. And I can't. And and I think uh, a big part to do with that was, right, like, I and I always share this story when I speak because it's one of the most vivid memories in my, in my life, to be honest with yeah. you, was I came home on a weekend, right? And I come home on a weekend and I walk into the house. And this time, this was after a relapse up in Portland, Maine. I'm living in New Hampshire now. And I come home to come see my ma and... uh I hear Frank Sinatra playing on the radio. I walk in. There's a bottle of wine sitting there, right? So I know my mom's having a good Friday night, right? Yeah, She's yeah. normal. She can do yep. that. <laughs> yeah. And I come walking out back, and I haven't talked to her at this point since I just relapsed, overdosed, and caught a case in six hours up in Portland, Maine. And, oh, my God. Yeah, like literally got high, got arrested, overdosed, and then was had my buddies drive me to New Hampshire the very next day. And I wow. had like probably like over a year sober. A, a, a suspect year sober. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. It was a suspect. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I walk out back and my mother's sitting there and she's like, you ready to talk? And I said, I'm ready to talk. And I, not by any means did I say I was ready to make an amends to her because I wasn't. Mm. And I still haven't made that amends almost four years into this. You know what I mean? That's one that I, I think time's going to show her, you know, and... uh she looked at me and she said, Mitch, like, whether you choose to be part of this family or not, like, I'm going to be okay. And, like, right then and there, I was like, holy shit. Yep. Like, my mother's literally sitting there telling me that she's she's willing to disown me from this family because she no longer can deal with my bullshit. Right. And she has to move on with her life. Yeah. So like, if I can't get Do on what board, you're going to do, right. I'm, but I'm right. going to do me. Right. And I'll be okay no matter what. And, so. like, I was like... Wow. Yeah, and I'm the, the baby. Right I got two older brothers. Yeah, I'm the youngest. You That's know, another this. one of those one of those points. One of those points that we stop for a minute and make you pause. Yeah, right. Moment of clarity. Yeah. Moment of clarity. Yeah, and yeah. you're just like. <sighs> and I remember I called my sponsor, and I said, "What the fuck do I do here?" And I'll never forget his response. He said, "Let the love ooze out of you, Mitch." And I'm like, what the fuck does that <laughs> yeah. mean? I'm like, are you serious right now? That's, that's, that's that your bullshit answer? you're going to hit me with right that's now? That's your answer, really? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even understand what that means. And what I think he meant at the time was like, dude, feel this. Feel this. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean? Allow yourself to feel mm. this for the first time. That's Allow valuable, yourself to like, sure. like sit there and, and know like, Dude, like this is how much pain and torture you've caused your family. Yeah, you know? that they're willing to write feelings off for you. Right. I had a, I had a similar moment. My grandmother, who raised me a lot with my mother, you know, like a mother, um, and I lived with uh, off and on. It was always like I go back to her house, you know, on a run or whatever. Go back to her house. She says I can't watch she over the phone, and I was in a holding. I can't watch you do this to yourself anymore you can't come back here anymore it was the same type of thing you know it was like it was like a separation 
Yeah. Like, I need to protect myself from you. Yeah, it's set boundaries. You know, setting boundaries. Setting boundaries. Is you know, like, something I struggle with. Wow. Yeah. You know, it just makes it a little real. Yeah. Right? You know? It's it's like that, you know, that's the shit that you see in the interventions. You know, like, this is our bottom line. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, either you go to treatment and, and, and do what you need to do, or, you know, because we... Kick rocks. We, we talk about all the time, like... We think we're only hurting ourselves, man, and that's such bullshit. Oh, my God. It's like, we destroy, bullshit. like, right. segue into. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, like, <laughs> you know, fast forward, like, a, a little while now, and and I'm and I'm sitting there, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of got involved with this, like, it was a smaller nonprofit at the time mm. up in Portland, Maine. It was called The Family Restored, and what they do is they offer scholarships to uh, 12-step treatment. Mm-hmm. But also what they do is they run, um, you know, they they started family meetings for dr- uh, parents of drug addicts and alcoholics. Right. And, uh, Who do not have to be right. in recovery. Right. And what, essentially what that means is like, hey, listen, we know we get faster a lot quicker than you guys do. So we want to bring you through the work the same way we went through the work so you can finally get some relief in your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to, uh, I was probably like fucking seven months sober at the time. And and I got a, a meeting started up in uh, Stoneham, which yeah. absolutely took off. Absolutely took off. I'm talking at one point in that meeting, there was probably over 100 parents. You know, my, my good buddy, Eddie McGrath, came in with on me and... Uh, this our, our good friend Ashley and since then, you know, Eddie took over that meeting as it has continued to bring families through the steps. Yeah. And yeah, this is the fa- the families. Yeah. yeah. So the families. So what essentially what it looks like is the families will come in. They'll check in with us if there's any anything that, you know, they need to discuss. That's that's definitely a need to get off their chest. Then then we let them have it. And it's all right. Like we don't force you know the the twelve steps down anybody's throat, but if you want to get well and 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 you want to you know go through this work the same way we did at at seven thirty, we we separate from the group and we we go through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, mm. and then we awesome. get you right that's, in the fourth step. That's so, you know, like people have Very no cool. idea. People have no, no idea, and 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 I think it's been a real game changer. I'm surprising and, that they're willing to do all that work. Oh. In, Jimmy Jimmy Bradley said to remind you that you had a plan. Yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy and that you're too scared to follow through? No, he just... Yeah. It's Jimmy Bradley being Jimmy Bradley, yeah. you know what I mean? Right? He was one of our early guests. Yeah, he was He was actually... I was Because I was telling him I was coming on this today, and he actually got upset because uh, you guys didn't film him when you guys first did his one. Oh, we weren't going. You guys live. weren't going live. Right, Jimmy's right. very self-seeking, so, we'll, we'll so do, he likes to. We'll do Jimmy again. Yeah, we can. In. We can have a part. We don't. Want to, we don't need to do Jimmy again. Yeah, though. we don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to feed that. He coined the phrase the spiritual ego. Oh yeah, right? the spiritual right, ego. Right, that's right, right. That's right. We got. We got you. We got it's like you. A, it's like a toasted cinnamon raisin bagel, Jimmy. You know what I mean. <laughs> Um, but fast forward another year after that, right? And we start one in Milton. There's one in there's one in Duxbury. There's uh, wow. There's two in New Hampshire. There's three in Maine. And then finally, you know, we we made the push to uh, we um, 
I say we, like I recently actually stepped away down from the meeting and the meeting's been going great and a lot of people have stepped up. Yeah, I got to I gotta go check it out. And, um, you know, a lot of people have, have really got to the point where they, they uh, you know, they stepped up to bring that meeting to what it is. But uh, we had a fundraiser last year down, mm-hmm. in, uh, down in Dorchester. And it was the first time that the Family Restored ever, um, like, made its way down into Massachusetts. And if I recall correctly, we doubled the amount that they made in Portland, Maine. And I think it was around $115,000 we raised in one day. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Drug addicts and alcoholics coming together to do a 5K. And like I said, all the money that, you know, gets gets donated goes to... uh, yeah, it goes to scholarships. Goes to scholarships, yep. and, and it was That's like one hundred and fifteen thousand. That's that is you know, unbelievable. like you you give you give people in recovery a, a, a cause, uh, motherfuckers will show uh, up hundred percent, like because yeah. because they know right. you know what I mean. And and you notice I said people in recovery, right? Like yeah. it's it's a different story. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just just because someone goes to meetings doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Mm, right? But. Uh, if you're, Someone if you're active and showing up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but but also, like, people that have benefited from the 12 steps, right. you know, and, and, and their families have benefited from it. Like, I think that's amazing. You know, I know I know lots of people that could use that, and I, I refer people to, to those meetings. And, and then since then, there's been so many other great nonprofits that have started up. Yeah. You know, just Dennis Messon, the Guys yes. Foundation, all these yep. all these foundations that, uh, you know, have, have really started to make an impact in the recovery field because it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to come up with a 12-step solution-based program that doesn't cost a lot of money. And, and the thing is, insurance won't pay. Right, so this is like so it's like a it's yeah. kind of like a, a catch twenty two. Right. Like we know that it those are the best results, but insurance won't pay for it because right. you do the twelve steps and you right. talk about God or religious. They consider it religious. Yeah. Um, well, there are there are crazy. solutions, and right. and problems. there's some there's some programs out there that have been pretty crafty on. Uh, working 100%. it into the mix, right. which I give them props, right. you know what I yeah. mean, uh, because they know. Right. But like, also, you know, you have to once you start accepting insurance, you have to accept a lot of other things. Right. I mean, we could talk on this subject oh, for the next yeah. fucking six years. Yeah, we absolutely. Got a lot to say about it, and and but we won't go there right now. No, like, we'll talk about and, your and, and, and everybody's past different, and and I yep. and I never sit there and judge anybody and. You know, I have friends that use medicated assistant treatment that yeah. I'm like, you know what, dude? Like, you're, you're not shooting heroin today. Like, right. It's right. a good day. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a good day. It is. But it's 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 not the uh, the beautiful recovery that we, right. we've enjoyed. Yeah. 100%. Uh, and they deserve that. Right. Yeah. And it's possible for them. Right. You know, and, and listen, if, if, if it's keeping you alive and, it, and it's helping you, you know what my my opinion on it, and it's just my opinion is: if your end game is abstinence, do what you got to do. Right. Yeah, you know, sure. Like, mm, do sure. what you got to do. Don't sit I, there I, and accept, uh, you know, up in your dose again and again. Uh, but don't get it, and you know, and hang on to those and sell them. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's and like, that's the thing: like, you you give an an addict a bunch of drugs and expect them to do the right thing with it. It's oh, all, dude, I, yeah. like, if we're going to go there, right, I got this story real quick. I'll make it short. I, I went down to Pennsylvania for my, my, my great uncle got like, um, 
he was he's huge into the priesthood. Great guy, loving oh, yeah. guy, caring guy. And we drive down to Pennsylvania. My brothers, if they're actually watching, they would fucking kill me right now. And we go down <laughs> to Pennsylvania, right? My mother actually gives me money to make sure that I'm okay. She oh, yeah. says, I don't know what you're going to do with this. I know what you're going to go do with this, but make sure you're okay, right? Hey, I didn't even make it to drive down there, right? And I'm on a screamer. And I'm yeah. sitting there oh, at the yeah. dinner table with 200 before. people. My uncle's like with the cardinal. And I start puking all over my <laughs> fucking table. And I am <laughs> so sick. From being God. sick? From being sick. And I sat in the back of the car until until we hit from Pennsylvania down to Foxborough. And uh, just in a full suit, left the party. My brothers came and picked me up. And we drove all the way down to Foxborough. Then I left Foxborough and did what I did best. But I, was... I, have, a, I have a similar story where I was working uh, for my uncle, and um, I was the foreman. And uh, we were going on, on a way job, you know. We, we were uh, in, like, Pittsfield, way away. And uh, I was okay the night we went out there, drove the truck, his truck, you know, out there. And... Um, you know, just doing my thing, and and everything was gone in the morning. I was like, ah, no big deal. We'll get this done, and we'll go home, and everything will be good. By about nine o'clock, I am vomiting all over the place, Ugh. so weak, disoriented, lightheaded, couldn't even. You know what I mean? And uh, I had to have the helper bring me to the hospital. That was real bad. Mm. It was like something that that I think of, and I just like grip my teeth like that. It's just. It's Nowhere such, I ever want to be, no. and I'm eligible to go back there. You know what I mean? Right. We're, we're eligible to do oh, this type of thing yeah. again, and the, how torturous those type of situations are. They could come back worse. You know 100%. what I mean? And uh, and I don't want it. No. I don't want it. Life is good, brother. I hear you. Life is good. You know. I mean, I I was thinking about it today, and when I woke up, and I was, and you know, I have my little routine when I wake up, and then. Uh, go about my business and have a coffee and mm-hmm. and a cigarette and and just for that not to taste bad because of being dope sick oh yeah, I mean? yeah like you know that taste where it's like yep. you can't even hold it down right and you're like i can't and i was and the sun was out this morning and we're coming in the nice weather and in in you know Fantastic. things things just that those keep, little things right those so little beautiful 100 percent. you know i i can remember uh like getting up for work and just puking 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 and then like being in the bathroom full looking at the ceiling and be like all right i gotta go to work <laughs> yeah i would hit go to work and i'd be sick all day and uh just make it through the day and then i'd go get my stuff you know what i mean that's the way i did i was i never had any hustle you mm. know what i mean i always had just uh work right and then i would you know get stuff and not be sick anymore i spent a lot of time sick though Oh, I was such Torturous. a bad drug addict. Torturous. I was, I like, I sucked at being a drug addict. Yeah, like, I, I just couldn't even <laughs> comprehend the idea of saving one for the morning. Oh yeah, never, never in a million years. I would sit there and I would just be like, yeah, I'll save this one for the morning. And then I would wake up at two, three in the morning, do what I got to do, mm. and then it's time to go to work at six a.m. And you're like, why the fuck did I do that? Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I remember I because I got to the point where I was saving stuff, and I remember I saved stuff in for the morning, and I had it in the bathroom, and I dumped it all over the tile floor, and it was like my no, oh, by accident. I was like what? And it's like my world was coming to an end. 
You know what I mean? Mm. I felt like my world was coming to an end. I got on the phone. Nobody's answering. I had to go to work. It was like I didn't know what to do. You know, and uh, what a low and humiliating, you know, position to be in life. That shit sucks. If you look back at it, right, like you don't think that there's any time that you're going to be able to come out of that. Exactly. That that low point that you're talking about, and I know everybody that's watching sitting here can identify with that, is like that that position of, you know, am I ever going to be able to, to even make it a day without relying on some sort of something to make me to get through the day? It, it is. It's like you're standing there, you're looking at, at a friggin' mountain, <laughs> and like sober's at the top of it, and you're like, no fucking way, I'm climbing up there. I remember going to meet and tie. I went to so many meet and tie. And I remember one in particular where I spilled the coffee on myself. And I was like, you fucking idiot. And I just like walked out of the meeting so mad at myself. You know what I mean? Like so frustrated. But like I said, I asked you if you were jealous about the cake. Like I always see people getting that one year cake. And I was like, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't get that one year cake. No, I mean, I, I didn't even know how to get a more than a 24 hour chip. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then when I got my one year cake. My sponsor came up, give me a hug. I had right. the cake in my hand. I fucking dropped it around the floor. I didn't get a fucking right. piece of it. But I got a cake, so. Now what? You said 10, 14? 14 years 14. today, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, at this point, it's like, wow. You know, I'm very grateful to still be sober. But it's like, wow, I'm getting getting old. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like I said, that, that 10 years that I shot dope from the time I was 24 to the time I was 34, it just went by like, that you know what i mean it was just like i blinked my eye and those years were gone it's like all i was doing was chasing 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 then i might get over for a little while in a program a couple months you know and then be back out chasing chasing mm. chasing it's such a painful and an awful way to to um to exist you know what i mean and now uh and now i couldn't be happier i couldn't be more grateful yeah i mean <laughs> Yeah, I know. She, poor girl. I saw her crying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm back. I know. Gifts of sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So what did I miss? I don't know. We're just talking about how low how low it was. Oh. You know? Dude. Solo. Solo. Like I seen, hand solo. Hand solo. I, you don't know what they're doing. I seen something the other day about <laughs> dumpsters and, like, Dude, I was breaking into the Carlton House in Brockton, which is which what? is a shitty ass hotel. Oh, okay, right, breaking in at, at night a into a room. One, Chris, no, not yet. <laughs> um, and like looking at the clock, knowing when the Dunkin' Donuts down the street was closing, so that I could go raid that dumpster and get the bag of donuts. Oh, the bag of donuts. Yeah, dude. I only did that like, once. Like, dude, eating out of dumpsters. Yeah, legit. Legit. Yeah. Like, it's, it's pretty low. Yeah, that's pretty low. Fair to say. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely not a high bottom. One, I remember I got in the bag of donuts one time. When you, when you get the bag of donuts, we got it before it made it to the dumpster, but we were just really drunk. And uh, when you get the bag of donuts, if it's a big bag, they're all like stuffed in there together and the weight of them mixes, mixes them all up. <laughs> To my friend's apartment, we're just ripping it apart oh, with yeah. our hands, covered. You know what I mean? Ugh. Hey, you know, 
I mean, I was a heroin addict, and um, but before that, I did a lot of drinking. You know what mm. I mean? Did a lot of drinking, and uh, I, I, no doubt, I would have been an uh, an alcoholic if there was nothing but alcohol available. Right. right. You know what I mean? Just because there was heroin available, that became my my high that I wanted, and I no longer wanted the, the booze. You know. Mm. But, so you end up, uh, you know, going through treatment mm-hmm. yet again. What 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 was it that made it stick this time? It's a good question. I mean, uh, I mean, I got introduced to the twelve steps in the Big Book up in Portland, Maine. Yeah, and I surrounded myself for a, a bunch of guys that were doing doing the right thing, and uh, and then, like I said, I relapsed, and there was a lot of like lying and dishonesty going on. So yeah. I didn't expect. I didn't expect long-term sobriety out of that stint. You know yeah, because I mean? it's for someone you weren't that, practicing right. the principles in all your affairs. Right. You know, like all right, I'm going to do this, and it was fair to say it was probably ego, probably yeah. pride. Oh yeah, you know, I like started a meeting. I thought I was like I was grabbing all these small, and and realistically, the more that I thought I was doing right, the further away from God I was going. If that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. So the more sponsees, the, the more meetings, all yeah, because your ego grew. Yeah. Your, e- your spiritual but ego. But like, here's the sickest part about it is I thought I was doing well. Oh, of course. So of course. now I'm doing all these things and it's like intertwining in the fact that like, well, you're doing recovery, you're doing recovery. But like it was the farthest thing from fucking recovery. You know what I mean? It was it was to do all these things to to get validation, to seek validation, and oh and, yeah, and one thing, um, you know, one thing, um, you know, I, I have a good, a good like I'm gonna call him a mentor, a mentor of mine, and one thing he always says to me is, uh, he's like, Mitch, like you you just need to continue to learn how to be another guy in AA. That's it, right? You know what I mean? Just like, another bozo on the bus. Just another, yeah, I just loved a, that saying when I first know. come yeah, around. Yeah, like, because like it's it's hard for that better than right. shit to go away. Right. Well, I think that, I think it's the underneath that is the is the underlying cause is the fact that we don't think we're good enough. Right. We Absolutely. Think, we don't think we're all right already. Yeah. Right. You yeah, know? we're not enough, so I got to make it look like I'm enough. Right, that's right. Or more than enough. Or I got to do enough, do all these things so I can yeah. be all right. Right, yeah. When we're already all right. Right. As ourselves, mm. as just human beings. Yeah. And I think a big part to do with that is 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 finally seeing who you really are. And you're Listen, not once, used to that. Once you realize who your authentic self is right. and that this – you know, uh, this this is a shout out to Fitzy. Like, once you realize that what you're searching for in a higher power, you already have. Mm. You know, like we've just buried it and, and, and cluttered it and covered it up for so long. Like, once you realize, like, your connection with the higher power is already inside of you. Right, right. That's we already exactly have. Right. We already have that connection. That's it's right. It's just we've like. Just fucked it up for so long, right. you know what I mean? Mike, Mike, Mikey Gavoni just shared something on his group that was, uh, you know, a conscious con- continued to develop our conscious contact with God. He said, "Well, you know, something about um, that we are not separate from God, but you know what? Bringing that consciousness 
is what it says. Waking up. Conscious contact. You got to wake the fuck up. Yeah. Realize that, you know, you're all right. You're in contact with with Mm. your higher power already. Yeah. You know, you're just clouding it up. Yeah. So, so. We're saying conscious contact, conscious so that you contact. have that subconscious contact mm-hmm. yeah. all the time. It's already there. And now it's bringing it to the forefront. That's right. You know, and, and, and nurturing it, it and, and, and nurturing it. And, and it's a practice. Like That's the more right. the more we do it, the the, the better it's going to be. Right. You know, Absolutely. like I see, I seen um, over in Holbrook, and I had seen it before. I, I actually saved a picture of it. It said prayer, the original wireless connection. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's... Like. And and I say I say it to people all the time. If you're not praying, you're not staying. Like mm. usually, that's the first thing to go. You know, you stop yeah. you stop asking your higher power for help, um, and then meeting start falling off, and you know. But I yeah. mean, here's the kicker with all this, though, right? This is what I've come to realize: is is the longer you stay sober, the harder it is to stay sober, and the more you have to adapt to your lifestyle. Oh, it's ever-changing. You, know you know what I mean? It's like, ever-changing. I put it like this. When you're in a program and you don't have to be up till 9 o'clock, right? Mm. It's easy to go hit your knees and, and go pray and meditate. How about when you have to be at work at 5 o'clock in the morning? Trust you know and believe, I mean? bro. That's so like, it's what not do you always do? the so how first do you adapt thing. to that? How do you continue? You got to continue to keep finding these ways in order to continue to build your spiritual life. And yep. whether it, and like I used to always say this, and you can call me stupid, you can call me whatever you want. I don't, I don't really give a fuck. Is my my prayer life in the morning looks like me turning down the radio in my car, lighting a cigarette, and just driving into work and and talking and and doing my thing and and having mm. a little me time. And because you know what. Like, without even that little glimpse of what I like to say is, like, my quiet time in the morning, like, I'm I'm fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you may not call that, like, oh, well, that's, you don't hit your knees. You don't, well, listen, like, you know, I, most of the time, if I have to be to work early, I'm not going to sit there and wake up 45 minutes before and, and go through my routine. Like, I through the years of staying sober, like, I have to continuously try to seek out a power greater than myself. And, like, that's how I'm seeking mine out and moving forward and right. adapting and changing and bobbing and weaving. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Because like, you get into a routine. Right. Right? So, yes, when, when you're in routine, that's easy to accomplish. Right. Roll out of bed, hit your knees. Right. But then when they say, hey, we need you in two hours early right. or we need you to work tonight right. or, you know what I mean? Life changes. Right. So you need to adapt. Right. You know, I I, I, I um, have always hit my knees. I hit my knees uh, um, not right before I leave, right before I leave the house. It I, doesn't have to be a long I try thing. to. I can't say I have. Yeah, come on. You know, no fucking way. I it doesn't you. have to. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn out thing mm. with me. I just, as long as it's honest. Well, he, I mean, I think this is what the people, like most people, have a mis misconstrued. That's not a real word. Misconception. But it, sounds, it sounded good. Yeah, right? yeah. Is that, dude? It's your own fucking recovery. It can look whatever the the way right. that you want. Whatever it. works. That's for the you. best part about this. Right. Thing. Right. You know right. what I mean? People yeah. have like this this idea in their head that you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this. It's all right. Like you, yes, you have to follow a certain set of principles, right? Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, try to be a good person. You can fall short, but it's your own recovery. Well, I think I think there's a there's a distinction that we should be made a little bit. And early recovery is different from 
long-term, long-term sobriety. sobriety. Right. Yeah. It's different. It, you're in the ambulance when you're in early recovery. You know yeah. what I mean? You're still in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Yep. You know what I mean? You and, you got to, you, you know, that's why they say, hey, well, go to 90 and 90, because just, you're just getting your routine mm. of thinking about recovery and realizing I'm a drug addict. Yep. I can't go drink, you know, or, or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, be, we're undisciplined. Right. You know, and right. it takes it takes certain discipline to to you know keep this rolling mm. yeah and 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 you want and you want to uh just do whatever it's gonna work to make you willing to not pick up that first drink right. of drug mm. for a little while to your head clears yeah right yeah you know what i mean because i remember when i i've so, got sober so many times and it wasn't until i like stayed you know, I got the six months, then I went out for a few years, and then I got another six months and nine months in mm. the house, in in, ter, in treatment. And then after that, I moved in with people in recovery, and I immersed myself in recovery. I had a get-well job. I was, I, you know, some were sicker than others. I was sicker than others. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. I had a get-well job where I only worked 10 hours a week. And then I worked at the treatment center for two years. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And, uh, you know, I just had to immerse myself, but that was because I I was still in the ambulance in my mind. Mm. I was so afraid of going back because that shit had me so powerful over me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just, but now, now, like I could definitely hit a few more meetings. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm so grateful that we, that we do this podcast because I can give back and think about recovery i can grow more spiritually yeah all this stuff you know yeah what I mean? people reach out to us you know yeah. what i mean I've, I've i've had people message me like i need treatment mm. okay where are you you know what i mean right. like mm. like this we have one guy over in the uk that shares this you that's know what i mean that's, that's so that cool. blows my mind like yeah, west yeah. coast this people watching out on the west what's it fucking three in the afternoon? Right. what's it three in the <laughs> afternoon over there you know what i mean i've never been over there yeah so it's 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 crazy that like just doing this one little thing. Mm. Yeah, they got to watch in our time, but they can listen in their time anytime. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah, yeah. dot com. Absolutely, we're on uh, <laughs> we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, like, all that stuff. You know, and like I say all the time, anyone that's interested in being on this show, please message us and let us know. We've had quite a few pretty good guests. Yeah, from, we have. from that. You know, we have. Yeah. And we're very blessed with guests. We've, yeah, we've maybe maybe someday shows. we'll be able to do the whole remote thing, but like for now, oh, like yeah. we want you in the seat with us. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's better when you're in the seat, but may, you know, who knows? But we, yeah. you know, I think we need to invest in some better equipment before yeah. that because we don't want it sounding crappy. Yeah, you know what I mean, we, uh, you know, yeah, we'll see. So, so what's a day in the life of Mitch today? Oh, uh, simple. Yeah, simple. You know what I mean? It's absolutely simple. I, I I love what I do for a career. You know what I mean? Yep. I uh, I've been with the same company a couple of years now. Yeah, you're in the and, trades, just yeah. like us blue collar dudes. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I I wake up. I I go to I go to work. I um I have a beautiful daughter. You know what I mean? Charlotte yep. May. She's my everything. She's the most important. Charlotte thing, May. That's a most a important name, thing huh? in my life. And. Uh, and like, let me tell you, man. Like, it's uh, it hasn't always been its easiest moments 
for someone oh. like myself, dude. I, I am a selfish son of a bitch to the core. I hate I, it, dude. I had no way. idea what I was doing. I had no idea how to react, how not to react. Selfishness, and, self-centeredness. We and must it, be rid of it right? or it kills us. And, you know, slowly but surely, like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a grasp of all that and... But and we got some solid dudes in our lives that are dads. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I didn't know how to be a dad. Oh, I was I a dad twice fun. over when I got in. I didn't know how to be a dad. Right. Like, what the fuck? And, you and, know? It, and it was, like, hard for me to be, like, because I wanted to be. And, like, you know what mm. I mean? And, like, I uh, I said I wanted to be. and But I think that um, I, I had to go through a little, a little ups and downs and, and figure things out to really put me in my life and what my priorities in my life should look like yeah. right now. And, and, uh, and like that, trust and believe like your kids will definitely change your, Oh yeah. Change your life. hundred yeah. percent. You know, everything like it, it, it changes every aspect. Of it your does life. every and, aspect and in, in all positive ways. Yeah. Because, because it's like, I don't know, man. Like if you listen, like if you would have, I, I look at my daughter now and I'm like, you know, how, how should how should i react how should i do things because like i want to be uh an example to her not like a piece of shit you know mm -hmm. just let the love ooze right yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and i'm not gonna say that i've always not reacted right because trust and believe oh you know i'm human yeah. But, like, luckily, like you said, we have people in our lives. And yeah. like, I, I mean, I can think of three people off the top of my head right now that I can call and and, and, and really teach me how to, like, uh, not teach me, but walk me through some scenarios that right. I may not know how to walk through right. and, and things like that. And, and, and that's the best part about, you know, what you guys do here, what we do here, what AA brings to the table. You know, it's, it's you know, if you're, if you're new and it's, and it's starting to, you're starting to catch on to this thing, like, you know, it took me, you know, a little over, you know, I'm going to say a little over like a year and a half to realize that it's so much not about drugs and alcohol. Yeah, no, that's it's so much about it's a symptom. Um, it is. It's problem, so much problem. just like about like listen, you're a shit person yep. and you need to stop being a shit person. Oh, well, well. so <laughs> you, you need to you need to behave you know, as a shit. Yeah, like yeah. exactly. And, yeah. and it's like and you need to make some changes and it talks about that psychic change in the big book and it yep. talks about like yeah. you know what we do in order to keep this mentality and and to keep moving forward and it's and it's but it, it also says we fall short right you know what i mean like we're, oh, we're yeah. human like if 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 shit happens like we can't beat ourselves up about it right you know but That's we have right. we have ways of of you know fixing the shit that we oh dude and it's up. hard not to beat yourself up oh it's so hard not Absolutely. to beat yourself up. Like, Absolutely. Like, I, I, I do that a lot, man, and it's and it's something that That's I... That's a practice. Right. Mm -hmm. that'll, that'll change. You know, time, yeah. and, and it's important to, like, finally understand who you are, I feel yeah. like, and, and accept who you are and, and be okay with yourself and... Yep. You know, like, that's that's why I got sober, man. I got sober to, to find out, you know, if you would have asked me such a simple question... While I was, you know, a couple years back and said, what do you like, Mitch? Yeah. I couldn't fucking answer that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would sit there and I, I, I would have no... I don't know. I couldn't... I couldn't Perks? Answer. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Ivy yeah. fucking cocaine use? Yeah. Sign me up. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy. And, like, you know, you can definitely achieve anything around here. Right. Absolutely. Anything. 
You know, we a lot of people are, are stopped by fear. You know, like this, we we got plans of this going. You know, getting a lot plans. bigger than what what it is. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, and and I'm putting that shit out into the universe. That shit's happening. You know what I mean? Happening. Like, I'm manifesting shit. You know what I mean? Life life is gonna change. Right. Yep. Um, and there's no reason why I can't. Yeah, and, and except for me, right? And that's <laughs> except what you for guys me, put out and 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 you know, like you said, what's your what's your life look like? Like mine is like I've made some changes in the past couple months where I've just looked for for simpler. That's what I've looked for. I looked yep. for simpler. I looked for more peace. I've looked for yep. more. Yeah, you know that's mean? important. Like early recovery mind. circles like this, mm. long term sobriety, right? You know, small. Like, how I yeah. want to designate my time, I think that was like a huge thing with me getting sober is is where am I going to put my efforts? Where am I going to put my time management and and how I'm going to spend my time? Because you know what? Like for someone like myself, it was like I, I'm lucky to be where I am today. Yeah. You know what I like mean? Like we, you realize that time is your most valuable right. thing that you have. You know. Yes. The, the most Absolutely. valuable thing out Slips of anything. Everything I have is my time. Right. You know? Right. Time is slip sliding away. Yeah. So. And um, time is slip sliding away on us. So we got a family restored. I tagged the the foundation in the post. You know, if anyone's looking for, you know, if you're not an addict and you're, you're the parents of an addict, definitely look into the organization. They do great things. There's, there's a few meetings around here. Um, you know, you can get better just like your your kids. Uh, you know, so if you've seen a change in them and you want to feel better yourself, definitely look in, look into it. Um, yeah, man. You know, thank you for doing that, man. Yeah, it's all yeah, good. That's good stuff. Hundred percent, guys. And, uh, good stuff. Th- I appreciate thank you, for being you having me. Yes, you know thank mean? you for coming on. LOLterms.com. Please subscribe to the audio podcast. It sounds great. Yes. Hey, oh, and let's discuss the elephant in the room. I haven't put out one yet this week uh, and i'm sorry good. but uh i messed it up and i gotta redo it so it's coming out it's all days. good it's 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 your 14 year anniversary we'll yeah. give you a mulligan on that one <laughs> yeah all right everybody thanks for tuning in all right peace peace I live in this world full of anger.